Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Monday edition of The Drive, a beautiful day. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous today. We, uh... We, we, we had uh, uh, grandparent duty, not duty this morning, but it was fun. We, uh, we went over to the park since it's President's Day, uh, no school for the city schools today, and what a crowd there was over at the, uh, the park there across from Wrights Mill Elementary, which is a cool, cool park. Uh, you may need the adapter. Um, Brian, Brian said, I'll tell you what, hand, hand that to me. I'll plug it in over here and see. let's see if it works over in here. Uh, can you hear now? Uh, you're not hearing now, huh? Okay, we got we'll we'll get Brian we'll get we'll get Brian Matthews another headphone uh, because his his headset doesn't seem to be working. Anyway, yeah, we went over there. Uh, is it working now? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. good Just deal. Don't push it all the way in; it works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We could get off to it. We could get off to a rocky just start. Run the intro. We won't. Yeah, we we'll just, run, just, the just run the intro again. <laughs> like I was saying, grandparenting this morning. Beautiful day running around over at the park across from uh, Wright's Mill. Hope everybody having a nice day. Had a good weekend. Baseball had a great weekend, opening weekend. Basketball, not yeah, so good yeah. a weekend. Tough. Guys and girls. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough weekend for Auburn basketball. We are here to talk to you about that. You know, if you need to uh, uh, get some things off your chest, if you just feel better venting, whatever, uh, we are here for that this afternoon. You heard Brian Matthews. We've got his 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 headset is now working. Dan's in for one of a uh, couple of days this week, right? Should, should be getting back late Wednesday night. Now it makes it worse. Oh, uh, should yeah. Be, should oh, be getting oh, back. Here, the this adapter one's, works yeah, this better. One's, uh, this one's troubled. Uh, should, should be getting back Wednesday night. Uh, and then uh, it's no, it's it's it's. It, it worked in this one better the other day. Don Don had the same problem. We had to it, we had it to. Come, it comes and goes. It's it's fine. Okay. Uh, so so at uh, Thursday morning. Note to Terry Harper. Yeah. We Thir- we, we need we need the headphone uh, jacks checked. Yeah. See what you can do with that uh, in in the future. But uh, yeah. It's, so so we get back late. Uh, late Wednesday, early Thursday, so I should be back on the show Thursday. But other oh, okay. than that, I'm other than that, I'm unavailable. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday this week, I, I won't be here. All right. So hopefully, uh, Coach Don Dunn will will be in then. But as well mentioned, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com here with us in the studio. B Matt, how's it going today? It's going great. Um, uh, you know, it was a up and down weekend for Auburn athletics, but um, you know. Long season still ahead for both yeah. both women and men's uh, basketball team, and uh, it was a great start, I thought, for the baseball team. Oh, absolutely. Sweeping Eastern Kentucky. I was there Friday and Saturday, and uh, uh, the I really liked uh, what we saw. Well, I mean, the bats, I, I was impressed there, but really liked what we saw from Joseph Gonzalez. Got to 
catch some of the game yesterday on on TV and uh, pretty pretty good debut for uh, Carson Myers. He was terrific. And <laughs> SEC Pitcher of the Week. I think he is the perfect starter for Sunday. He's a crafty lefty coming behind a couple yep. of guys that can throw pretty hard. And Joseph, of course, that sinker. And he also brings, as Butch Thompson said, a lot of energy to the mound. Mm-hmm. So that helps, you know, some players who might be tired for, on a third straight game or, or, or what have you, just to pick them up a little bit. Well, so. it gives you three guys with completely different stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got Chase, who is the – he is a power pitcher. Yeah, he's uh, got, 95 plus. And you got Joseph, who can bring it, but yep. it's a it's a sinker. Yep. You know, so it's, it's going to be down. And he's going to – I mean, he got a couple of – Critical double plays. Very, very pleased to see his outing on Saturday and watch that. And then uh, Carson with the, as you said, the crafty lefty, if you will. Uh, so, I mean, it gives them three completely different types. Auburn's got all kinds of different guys that they can bring in out of the pen. They do, and they didn't have to use a whole bunch of them this weekend. And I'm sure, um, I think Connor McBride, a JUCO transfer, I believe, will be starting Tuesday. Against UAB. Uh, for UAB, and they'll probably try to get a couple more pieces from the bullpen in there, too. But, um, you know, uh, Joseph Gonzalez goes, what was it, five? five. five uh, no, Lead-off no, double and then a yeah. questionable hit there in the fifth inning. Yep. But, he, that's uh, you know, two hits is all he allowed. And if you, if you talk to Butch afterwards, he talked more about him not being close to having his best stuff. Yeah. Or, right? So. Uh, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't super sharp, yeah. but he still – he, he knows how to pitch. Yep. And it wasn't like he was bringing just junk up there either. But, I mean, you could see he, he wasn't as sharp as usual. He'd said that to us a few days before that, you know, give him a month or a few, you know, a few starts, and then then you'd expect to see Joseph. But, I mean, you got to start like that. It's like, oh, let's build on five shutout innings. No doubt. And, um, of course, uh, Myers was terrific. And then Herbert Holtz came in uh, for the last three innings. He gave up that leadoff triple. And then, you know, gave up a run on a, on a sack fly, I believe. But after that, he was amazing. Struck out the final six batters mm-hmm. of the game. And then I thought uh, Alsop was good. I know he gave up some runs. Um, had an inning where they gave up some unearned runs. But, right. um, you know, you got – what I liked the most about Chase, I think, was how quick he was working. You know, yeah. he was a guy that labored at times. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, that, that's, that's tough on an infield. It's tough on the team that, you know – uh, but not Friday. He was he was getting after it. Uh, had some really good stuff, and I think that's an outing he can really build on. Yeah. So uh, uh, we'd love to hear from you if you were over there at baseball. Like I said, what what Auburn hit five homers and steal nine bases, something like that. Something like that in yeah. three games. That's a good way to get good way to get things started offensively. I, I think it was uh, Ike Irish and Chris Stanfield that hit for the cycle. If you combine their you uh-huh. know, three games, that's pretty impressive. Sophomores. Yes. Yes. Very good. Yeah. It was. Um, Five triples, four doubles, five home runs, and nine stolen bases. Yes, yeah. that's that's, uh, that's a great. Yeah, that 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 that's is really great. nice. Yep. You, you mentioned a couple of unearned runs, a few errors uh, yeah. that that Auburn committed, and, and and that's something I don't. You know, you you hope you don't see that. I don't expect that. That's what's that they're concerned that terribly about the defense. But um, you know, it was a it was a cool opening weekend. But uh, it was it was nice to get the the three game sweep. So so yeah, we can talk baseball. Basketball obviously is is what I think a lot of people are going to want to talk about. The uh, that that uh, disappointing performance by the men Saturday. Uh, it's it's odd, isn't it, that Auburn's last two home losses were game day. Games. Yeah, 
I think that's probably part of it, right? It, yeah, it almost seemed like they were, they were wound a little too tight yeah. almost. Yeah, uh, I mean, they shot as bad as they've shot at home in a long time. Oh, man, no kidding. Um, and, and you take a Kentucky team that's really the opposite. They're used to being in the spotlight for every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've taken a lot of heat from their fans lately for the way they played. Everybody tell them they can't play defense, and you could just see that they came out really, really determined to get after Auburn. They did. I thought early on, early on, they did get after Auburn uh, defensively. I, I don't, I mean, and I don't surely take anything away from Kentucky, but Auburn had a lot of open looks. Auburn had a lot of open looks. The thing that I was the most perplexed and maybe disappointed by was Auburn settling for so many fifteen to twenty foot shots, yeah. not really taking the ball to the basket, especially in the first half, Kentucky would drive it and they'd take it all the way in and challenge yeah. the rim. Auburn did not do that, and they settled for a lot of 15- to 20-foot jumpers, and we've seen a few of those made. I mean, Trey Donaldson has made a few, Denver Jones has made a few, but that's not the strength of this Auburn team. No, it's not. And so they went away from what's really gotten them there, and that is inside and then inside out. They just didn't get the ball – inside nearly as much as they would have liked. Kentucky doubled Janai Broom early on. Uh, you can see he was frustrated. Jalen Williams, and boy, it's it's good to um, to, to hear that, that he should be back at yeah. some point Very this good. season after going down there in the second half. But Jalen was struggling. I mean, Jalen only had one field goal in the ballgame when he went out with around 12 minutes to play. Yeah. I really thought, and Pearl mentioned it afterwards, that, um, and this has been going on, I think it's the last three seasons now, is the guard play. Yeah. It's become an issue again. Um, you look at Trey and Aiden, they combine for one Zero assists. Right, and no assist. You can't beat a good team, whether home or away, if that's the production you're getting uh, from the point. Right. So that's, that's, that's an issue, right? It just is. If you're going to have small guards, they better be extremely quick and fast and, and be really good three-point shooters and still be able to get to the rim and, and create offense, and that's just not happening in any phase right now. We'll fix it, we'll fix it during the break. All right. Uh, yeah, so we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts there on, on basketball. Football, let's see. I saw that uh, Auburn officially announced some off-field moves today, including a couple of guys we had talked about before and Maurice Harris and Kenyatta Watson. Yeah, yeah, I think they announced um, ten new yeah, additions. It was, yeah, it was a, yeah. I guess that's what it was. It was like four or five on either side of. Yeah, a lot of yeah. uh, defensive analysts and um, graduate assistants, those type things. You know, it's just the way it is. And I, I think when you have twenty plus staff members, I don't know how many the total is now for Auburn. You're just going to have turnover. Um, you know, every year or every two years. Uh, that's just the way it is. So there's going to be new guys coming in, but. Um, yeah, uh, from what I know, they're really pleased with the additions and excited about you know moving forward with the next class. And uh, spring practice starts next week. Yeah, spring football more days, practice starts. Like yeah. eight, eight, eight more days, eight more days. Okay. next Tuesday. Yeah, there you go. Woo. Yeah, no kidding. It's it is it is getting here. So there's a lot we can talk about here on the Monday edition of the Drive. You can join in by giving us a call on the the Drive Hotline presented by Skybar. That number. 334-321-1390. Or you can text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. We uh, will go ahead and get to our first break of the afternoon. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive. 
1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Drew at the controls, and let's get to the drive hotline sponsored by Sky Bar and Terry gets us started. Hey, Terry. Hey, Bill and Dan Brown. How y'all doing today? Doing all right, Terry. Good to hear from you. Good to talk to y'all. Um, a friend of mine was at the game Saturday night. Said it just it just it appeared to him that, and I agree with him that it appeared Auburn stood around a lot looking for calls. That there was the game was very poorly officiated, but they were looking for calls that, that, that they were not going to get. Uh, I, I maybe I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of. There were calls that that could have should have been made. There were some bad calls in the yeah. game, but uh, I think uh, you know I think people wanting to focus on the officiating after that game, like it, it almost feels like an excuse. Like it's easier to talk about that. it's easier to talk about the refs than it is to talk about the offense uh, and and how that. and how it could get better. Utah Jazz teams, they thought they were dirty. I thought they played hard. Yeah, I mean, I think in the case of of that game, I mean, the, the, there were calls uh, that that could have gone either way. A ton of bang bang calls. Um, you know the. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's the reason Auburn lost, and I don't think it's like it's to me that's you know it, it's it's not as interesting as some of the other things you can analyze from the game and and project moving forward for Auburn. I mean, no, yeah, like I told somebody, like I told him, I said, why, why don't you why don't you just consider the fact that you shot terrible? That was more more of a factor than than, right. than the calling. Like, I mean, it, if they shoot seven to twenty two instead of four twenty two, it's it's a different game, right? It's coming down right. to the final possession. Kept, you kept waiting for Auburn to make a run, yeah, to in get the second half. Mm-hmm. And and credit to and I think Bruce was right to open the press conference, wanting to talk about how well Kentucky played because every time Auburn made a run that would usually swallow up an opponent, especially in the second half at Neville Arena in a game like that. Kentucky had, uh, Kentucky had the right counterpunch. Kentucky had the right move to to answer back. They they could uh, on on both ends of the floor. Whether it was you know when it was time for Auburn to answer with a big basket, Kentucky would defend or, or force a low percentage player to uh, to attempt to attempt a shot. And then when it was time on defense, uh, Kentucky and and especially uh, Reeves. Right, you know, in the, in the second half, just yeah, o- just over he, and over. He again. just he lights Auburn up. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I mean, he hmm. is uh, he's good for he's good for twenty. It seems like it feels like thirty, but I mean, well, he's good for twenty plus every time. As soon as he got the ball on offense, it looked like he could do what he wanted yep. to do. Right? It's they really could, weird, guys. I think Kentucky's more vulnerable in, in home than they are on the road. They probably feel the pressure more yeah. at home. Although this, I would also say, you know, we we talked about it after the Ole Miss game earlier last week. Kentucky has had – you can call them excuses if you want, but Kentucky has had issues all season long getting the whole roster yeah, that's true. on the – you know, active and in the lineup. And, and, they, and they're finally looking more like the team John Calipari thought he was going to have going into the season. Yeah. And the thought, that, the thought that that team I saw Saturday has had games where people score 100 on them, right? Like that – that team's capable of <laughs> giving up. Believe. It's yeah. hard to believe, yeah. and I don't really think, is. and I don't know how much it's going to happen moving forward because they appear to have figured some things out defensively, and they've just—I mean, two two games in a row now. Ole Miss and Auburn played as poorly as they have in conference play 
against Kentucky's defense, yeah. like the two games at home and away. So I, I wonder if this is a you know we talk about team chemistry being different now in the era of the transfer portal and super you, you know freshman come you know team like Kentucky loading right. up on on potential lottery pick true freshmen and players from uh, fr- from other parts of the world coming in and it's you know that's a team that could take a while to gel but if they've started to gel and if this past week is a preview Kentucky's going to look more like the team people thought they were coming into the season and they're still in the hunt to win the regular season title Bama's going to need to lose a couple right. but one of Bama's games is at Rupp Arena and Bama's got two against Florida and a trip to Oxford so I, I don't think it's necessarily settled, and I would even think a team like Kentucky or maybe even a team like Florida is still in the hunt to win the SEC regular season title if they can play well down the stretch. Yeah, and Auburn's got a fight on their hands just for the top four right now. Oh, you're absolutely yeah. right because the, because both Kentucky and Florida have got the tiebreaker yep. over them. And, um, and Kentucky's starting to come together. About 13 yep. coaches are going to have a lot of sleepless nights coming up. Well, Pearl said afterwards that nobody wants to play them in tournament, and I think he's dead on. More, th- more than 13, Terry. There's, there's, a, there's an NCAA tournament in a couple of weeks. And last thing, guys, real quick. Again, we're discussing it this year, like every other year. The guards at Auburn just don't match up well defensively. Yep. And I know before anybody brings up the, 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 the Final Four team, the guards were small. I think they had a different mindset than some of the guards Auburn has now and, it, and have had in the past. It's really like, Terry, is, it's, I had this conversation with Scott Bagwell earlier today, Bill, that it's, it's almost like – it's it's reminiscent of receiver and Auburn in that they've gotten they've done extremely well when you consider how rarely Auburn receivers make it to the NFL and play significant snaps in the NFL over the last decade. You look at Auburn basketball, I could be wrong about this. I believe Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, Samir Doughty, uh, uh, Sharif Cooper, Wendell Green Jr. combined zero NBA starts. In their, in, their, in their careers. And yet, Bruce Pearl has had the most successful team in the SEC over that same stretch True, with, with but those guards. Th- those, guys, those guys have been all-conference they've, they've type players. They may not have been able to make it to the NBA. Does Auburn have anybody who's an all-conference type guard this year? No. no. You know, no. Even, even when, no. Even but Wendell I mean, Green was an all conference. That's right. He was second team all conference yep. last year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, even even though they were, may not have been making the NBA, they were high level college yep. players. And that's something Auburn it's right now is not getting. It might be a mistake to look at this team and say, because of what this team does at their low points, small guards don't work. Because Bruce Pearl has well, made it work. They can work. Because he's made it work. But, but they've, yes. they've got to fit a certain. A certain it's, thing. They've got to be great three-point shooters, like Bryce Brown and um, uh, uh, the point guard, that Jared, uh, Jared, Jared Harper, Harper, were. They've got to have that quickness. They've got to be able to beat people off the, off the um, bounce. And Bryce made himself into a great defensive player, too, because of his quickness and his athleticism. I'm worried like this, Brian. I don't think they have anybody like Jared Harper that wants the ball in their hands at the end. No, that's what I thought Jared Harper did. He wanted the ball. Yeah. The oh, ball, I don't think there's the a way. look. I don't think there's a moment based on what I've seen so far. There isn't a moment in the basketball game where Aiden Holloway doesn't want the ball. Wanting the ball has not been the problem. <laughs> but no, I think wanting he's, the ball has no, not been the problem. I, I, I Make, making right, the shot has but, been the problem. But I, but I think he's right in that they don't have that guy. No, right? you're right. They don't. Um, even Wendell Green was that it, guy last year. He didn't finish. So. As well as some other players, but he have, didn't but have he, a problem. He, but, he, he that's would, right. He, he wanted. It, he right. wanted it. But the thought, no. But sure. the th- is there is there a scorer, you know, a, a Jabari Smith esque player who, if you if you're down two at 
with 13 seconds left at the end of a game, you know he's getting no. the ball and no. running a no. one-on-one against. Nope. Like they don't have that. They don't have that luxury. I mean, Jalen is kind of that guy, but you know he's never been a super assertive player. He's had a great uh, season this year, and uh, I think he'll be back before too long. The but, percentages um, yeah. would tell you Janai would be that kind of player in a pinch. But, but it's normally not at center, right? Yeah. It's, it's almost always got to be a, a point guard yeah. or shooting guard. Some, yeah, somebody yeah. scoring off the wing. Yeah. Yep. 334-321-1390. Love for you to join in here on the Monday Drive. Yeah, give us your thoughts on, you know, Auburn basketball. I mean, yeah, they're tw- it, it's not as though, well, it's a terrible season, but it is a little disappointing when Auburn's lost two of its last three and has not really played. As a matter of fact, that's crazy. They, in between, you know, wrapped around a 40-point win when Auburn never, tra- never trailed. <laughs> Auburn never led. In yeah. the two losses. It's crazy. So the last three games, the team that scored first never gave it up. Yep. Never gave up and the it's lead. Not, you know what's crazy? It's not as though we'll see what happens with Jalen Williams, and we probably should update people on the latest there. Uh, but it's it's not as though if Auburn were to draw Florida or Kentucky in the SEC tournament, I would go into the game thinking Auburn has no chance of winning. Like I don't know if I don't know if I would necessarily favor Auburn in a rematch with either of those teams, and I think without Jalen Williams, I would say Auburn is decidedly not the favorite in a rematch against either of those teams on a neutral floor. But it's not. I mean, even though you had two games where you didn't lead, uh, you know, I, I think Auburn could could absolutely straighten enough things out and and heat up. the The biggest. I mean, I don't know. Is it is it too convenient to say that the the perimeter shooting is I, it's, I, it seems like the single biggest issue right. with with uh, you know a team that that otherwise you know is, is doing a lot of things at at least an above average rate in the SEC with Jalen out and and now the, I think the book is out on Auburn too. You harass, double, do different things to stop Broom. Yep, you, and, you double Janai and you and you, you and you pressure you you really ball pressure right. ball pressure ball on the pressure. point. Who, who's going to beat you if, if teams do that? I mean. Auburn's got to figure it out, but I think they're in a little bit of trouble, if I'm just being honest. I, I really do. It just seems like, and, and I don't know. It's hard, yeah, hard not to think. Yeah. Answer, <laughs> answering the question of how you make a team, it's a little bit like blitzing in football. Like, how do you make a team pay for really intense ball pressure defense? You need, you need people to open up quickly. You know, everything's because you, you, you don't have the amount of time. You have to really avoid mistakes, which is this is where the fact that Auburn went into the season with a pair of guys in Donaldson and Holloway who had very little experience as college basketball point guards. Yeah. Right? Like that's where betting big on not just small, but young at point guard, uh, you're seeing teams. Yeah, that, Trey's not the smallest guard no. you're going to mm-hmm. see, smallest point guard. But you see, correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, veteran point guards tend to have a bag of tricks that can make a defense pay for really, really aggressive ball pressure. Right. And, and I think he's just learning that right and now. And I think that's stuff that our, you know, Auburn has point guards sort of learning that on yeah. the job. I wonder if, I mean, the question is, can you go fast or get into the half-court offense enough with Denver as the point guard, which is, mm-hmm. which is a question of, you know, I, I think we may see more of that, especially if they have to improvise without Jalen and find ways to get, more size on the floor. I, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's sort of miscast yeah. as a point guard, but he's, but he's a good basketball player and, a, and, an, and an excellent shooter. So I don't know. That's, that's, uh, I don't know how, I mean, to me, and, and it's, when's the next time Bruce talks to the media? 
is it? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Justin Ferguson and I speculated on the podcast, and Ferg may actually come with this question of like, what do you, what what is the what's the prescription if the problem is you're facing really intense ball pressure, you're facing your point guards are you know it's like. Is it? Do you find a new player? Or do you find I, I, a new yeah, player? I, mean, like, I think those you guys. Can't, you can't to, add a new player at this right. point of the season. I, I think I mean. those guys just need to take another step forward in their development. I mean, now is the time they've got to do it. Uh, I like you know getting Denver some reps there, but to me, he's not the ball handler ball handler that you need under that pressure. I'm just not sure he, that that's going to fit what his abilities are. So I, I don't know. They got to start making shots, and they've got to be able to handle so, some pressure on the wings and on the point. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get back to the uh, drive hotline. Sponsored by Skybar and Jeff is up next. Hey Jeff. Hey guys, how you doing today? All right. Good. Uh, frustrating game Saturday, of course. But one thing about it, you know, the defense played well. If you look at this game, Kentucky only scored seventy points, and I believe they must have had at least three or four and one. So you yeah. know, I know those are part of the game, but. Typically, if you look at it, you know, I take from this game, yeah, it's frustrating, but I take a lot of positives because one thing about it, the defense, except a couple breakdowns at Florida, a couple other games, the defense has been solid all year. So yeah. at least you have something to hang your hat on. And as far as the offense, uh, you know, some people may think this cynical. I think Leo Berman can be the X factor. If coach goes to him a little more and make him a shooter, that's all. Just make him a shooter, spot-up shooter. Um, I don't know. It seems Coach Bruce is just dead set on making guys shoot threes. You know, I understand there's part of his philosophy, but Aiden needs to become just a playmaker, and Denver Jones has to be an X-factor along with Berman. That's my take. What do you think? I just don't know that Berman, they're going to trust him to be on the floor for an extended amount of time because defensively. Defensively, I think, is what Bruce. Jeff, you know, you know, if we're, if we're getting crazy with – because, okay, I would imagine that Jalen Williams' absence would lead to more minutes for Chris Moore and Chaney Johnson. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Well, that's what he said. And that's what Bruce is – yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what Bruce so, said. Here's, here's my guess is – I mean, well, I, that, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I, I would – I would like to see, if we're tossing crazy lineups out there, I texted you this after the game, Bill. I'd like to see Janai, Chad, and three guards out there to try to yeah. play fast and, and spread the floor. Yeah. Go, well, go, there, there's been some talk. Kind of go mean, undersized it's, it's around Bruce. Seemed like early early in the season. Didn't we see Denver for a few minutes at the three? But I'm, We've yeah. seen him at the point. And right. you do sort of now with now with Janai, Chris, and Chad, which I don't know how many how many minutes those three have played together this year. Because not, off, not cause often, many. Because often, often Chad and Chris are going in for one another. Right. So, if, so if Chris is in there as the four – that also leads you, you know, you can be a little bit small and a little bit fast there. Chris Moore is probably going to have to shoulder more of an offensive load than he has if he's going to play Jalen Williams, if he's going to play some of Jalen Williams' minutes. Cheney's the guy that's got to step it up. Yeah. He's, he's athletic. Yeah. He just, you know, he, he you can see the confidence coming, uh, but, but he I think he has the potential to be able to do it. You know, we were just talking the other day, Brian, I think next year, when we, we were talking with Sonny Smith about this, yeah. Sonny was saying next year he thinks Chaney Johnson's really going to have a huge step forward. Well, 
He needs to take part of that step you know, right now. Was He's going to be given Carolina, the opportunity. Was the South Carolina game? I agree, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where he had nearly a double-double. Yeah. Cheney does definitely have talent. I can see that. But I think they have to hone that talent. Yep. And uh, you know that idea you mentioned about the three-guard play, I tell you, that may not be a bad idea. That speed up the game, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, it, it seems like there's defensive half-court questions about going with three guards or Denver at the three or whatever that would entail. I would like to see, and we'll, and we probably will see it in Athens. Janai Broom, uh, Chris, Chris Moore, and Chad Baker Mazzara, or even Janai Broom, uh, Chad at the four, and and three guards. Like I, I think trying to. That's a, I just that's want very to, against certain teams. You don't. Yeah. I don't think you want CBM as your four against some of the teams if they've got really bulk there inside. Chris, Tell you what, you know, this Chris is at this, the, Chris at the four would be interesting because you put him with four guys yeah. who are more. I'd say are, are very comfortable taking sure. their shot. And well, you know, this week, I mean, Auburn, I think is very fortunate they've got an open date. They needed really the did. open week. And now they need to really, you know, look at maybe some different possibilities lineup-wise. So I think it's a good time oh, yeah, to, to yeah. be able to Very work on that. Week. Very important week. So, yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, again, I think we got a lot to be positive about. The defense is still there. So yep, you're right. We can make some inroads on the offense. I think we're going to be okay down the stretch. All right, thanks, guys. Good hearing from you, Jeff. 334-321-1390. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. We should plug uh, tomorrow's Auburn High School hoops action on 96.3 W. Lee. Girls versus Foley at 12.15. Boys versus Central. That's going to be live from Birmingham. Now, that'll follow immediately after the girls. We're, we're, down to, we're down to eight? Yes, this now, is the Elite Eight. Down to eight. Jack will have that. Uh, Scott Bagwell also asked me to uh, to, to plug that, and we're, yeah. we're happy to. Uh, well, I, you see, I asked about that a little earlier. That's today. that's right. So we'll, yeah. we'll have uh, yeah we'll have uh, some some info there. But but tomorrow, uh, ninety six three W Lee starting at twelve fifteen. All right, we will get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in here on the Monday Drive. ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon, 22 minutes away from 5 o'clock. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from Auburn Sports Dot com. Brian, while we got a minute, uh, again, we'd love for you to join in 334-321-1390 or text us 334-564-1840. Uh, just uh, catch, catch everybody up on everything that's going on and, you know, who all's got what uh, there at AuburnSports.com. Yeah, and we'll be getting together tomorrow for our rundown. We didn't have one last week because, J.G., uh, our Commodore is out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll be back together for that. And, of course, uh, Caleb uh, keeps a – Close eye on Auburn's recruiting. I still feel like Auburn has four or five guys that could commit at any time. Right. You know, I don't know exactly when they'll – You're talking football. Yeah, football recruiting. Uh, there were some visitors um, here. I know um, Henry talked to uh, several of them and had an update uh, Sunday morning, I think, on the official visitor or one of the visitors. Um, we got that, of course, and, you know, plenty of coverage of baseball, basketball, and, of course, football starting up in eight more days. Yep, and uh, today the the Monday musings, and uh, 
Um, you, you, had, you had quite a few interesting thoughts, I mean, about sort of the everything that is going on um, in, in, in the world of college athletics and then your music, musical musings uh, with Manfred Mann. Manfred Mann, yep. Blinded by the Light, uh, which was a Bruce Springsteen song. Um, but, yeah, you know, the college football world is losing a lot of their top assistants right now. They're they going are. They're to the NFL. No question. And it, it's not They're, really a, like – and and you're seeing you're seeing more and more group of five coaches mm-hmm. go to the uh, to the to the bigger schools. Head coaches going yeah, as as assistants and coordinators are just jumping as fast right. as they can to uh, to try to you know uh, move up. Yeah, but I, I think the move to the NFL over college right now is because of the recruiting calendar in college. It's just too crazy right now especially in December and the first half of January when you've got um, recruiting high school players going on junior college players the transfer portal trying to find new players trying to keep your players along with preparing for a bowl game or maybe even a a playoff game it's just a lot on uh, their plates and it makes it really really tough to uh, do your job uh, well Um, so so I think they've got to find a way to um, take some of that off of those coaches in December. I think one of the best ways to do that will be moving the early signing day up to the end of June or early July, which should have been done before. You know, and we, we've talked about yeah, we that an awful lot, and it sounds great. I have, I have though, had a little little uh, blowback on that from, from some high school folks that said their biggest concern, and I think it's a legit concern, is players then opting out of their senior seasons, not wanting to get hurt if they sign before their senior season gets started? Yeah. God, if you have that, I mean, I don't, I don't know Just what getting, you do. Yeah. I, I had one person that came up with what I thought is like a really interesting proposal. Fine, let let players let player they love it. Let the players sign before their senior season. If they opt out, they'll have to redshirt their freshman year in college. Because they need to get healthy, they need because they're not playing. I said I doubt that that would happen, but I mean I understand coaches feeling that way. Yeah. Man, imagine if you've got a generational player on your high school team, he signs with somebody at the end of June and goes, yeah. you know, I don't think I want to play and take a chance on getting hurt. I might not have that scholarship. Uh, I mean, there's just, always wait, something. So wait, the, if the player sits out their high their senior year of high school football, they have to. Uh, they well, have to that, that was just that was something that was yeah. proposed to me by was a high school football coach. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, he's wor- well. I mean, but but think about who. I, I, I mean, I, think about you being a high school coach and having your top players go. I don't think I want to play this year because I want to keep that scholarship. I want to be healthy. Yeah. I'm just going to try to make sure that I graduate in December and and enroll early. I, yeah. I don't know what you do about it. I don't know what you can do, but um, and that that would stink. I, it I, would. Yeah, it would be terrible. But you know, NCAA college has got to do what's best for them. I'm, I'm just trying to be honest. I agree. Not, I agree. You know, I mean, I I've I've always thought. I mean, it, the the timing now is terrible. Yep. I mean, you've got the transfer portal opening, players supposedly signing. While you're, well, if your team's any good, now you're hoping you're getting ready for the playoffs. Yep. While you're trying to sign players, and, while you're trying to keep and, your own players, yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's insane. Do you think, Brian, if the signing period were moved to earlier in the year, there there would be a problem with like there would be a big number of players deciding they're not going to play their senior year of high school football because they'd rather that's an I mean I hadn't I hadn't thought about I don't because what I what I don't like is the idea that you 
you put in some sort of punitive measure to dissuade it, players no. from doing that. You'd if surely anything, like to dissuade them from doing no, so. No, but if, you know what? If they want to do that, they should enroll early in high school. They should enroll early in college. Well, that, that's, like, most that's, of, th- that's most of them's plan. Right. But enrolling early in college usually means right after you finish no, your I mean, senior year I mean, of if you, ball. If you want to skip your senior year, if you want to skip your senior season, just reclassify. Right, I mean, if you want to do it, if you it's, want, to, it's easier said than I know, done, Dan. Said, I mean, no, you know, you it's funny. It, if you want to it's do it funny, that badly, it, and it is amazing to me how many how many kids can reclassify these days. I guess everybody's getting you thought it was extra easier. credits. You thought but it, was. it didn't. It 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 wasn't it wasn't that easy. I mean, I uh, look, I had an option of skipping a grade and things like that, but I I don't recall it being just like, oh, I want to reclassify, no, and I was boom, a- you're. You're able to leave after your junior year. I was a fourth year sophomore, right? We talked about <laughs> we talked about skipping or uh, repeating grades, right? Like we were. I was fine till I till I got out of high school. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I don't. I, then I, I made up for it the other way. I, I'd be concerned about it, but you just you can't make decisions based on that, right? You just have to do it and see what happens, and then maybe find a way what to I help d- it. I mean, if you, I, 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 I wonder I, now, here's the thing: what would be the 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 thing that would be really interesting to follow would be, are there going to be any college coaches encouraging their signees to do that? If that's the case, that needs to be out there in the public so everyone can go, no, no, and embarrass them for doing so. Right. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine encouraging top athletes to save yourself from me. You know, it seems ridiculous. If I'm a coach, I want my kids uh, developing, especially when they're in high school and, and continue to play. Um, and, and the thing you mentioned, you know, right now we've got some of these schools, um, uh, like the one in Florida, who will take some of the top players around the country and steal them and take them there uh, because they can quote unquote develop them for right for um, college better, which I don't agree with at all. I think that's just a big lie, but it still gets done every year. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I don't know what you can do about it, but. Uh, to me, the biggest, the biggest, the bigger issue, the biggest issue right now with college football is this calendar, and you got to clean up December. What well, you and, and you, I don't think the portals. The, the, there's very limited things you can do with the portal because you want to tie the portal windows to the end of the semester. You could, you, you could, you could shrink the, you could shrink right. the portal time to enter too much. down. Yep. But no, nah, th- those are fine because it needs to be at the end of the season. At the end of the spring, spring. semester, yeah. I mean that—that's when they need to oh, be. Wait, we're, we're only I, we're only like a couple of weeks away from the basketball portal opening. Like we are, cause oh, it, I know, because it's the it's the Monday after the tournament bracket. That is exactly right. Like you have you have selection Sunday and portal Monday in college basketball, and there will be headlines. Oh, from, there there like, will be, just, and and just and wait. and it's it and Auburn's going to be involved. You know that Auburn's going to be heavily involved there. But, no, yeah. Brian, I mean, I agree with, with yours. Starters. Because, we, like I said, we've talked about this. That's just something that was brought up yeah. to me. But, look, point. football – but, really, football is the only sport that doesn't allow their players to do that. You know, in basketball and in base, these the kids can, can sign before their senior season yeah. in that sport. Yeah. So, I mean, why shouldn't they be able to do the same thing in football? I, I, I agree. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join us here on the Monday edition of the Drive. The Orthopedic Clinic asks you to nominate them you.com to be a part of the Drive. Call three three four three two one one three nine zero. Toll free at eight 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 three eight two seven five zero two or email the Drive at espnau.com. 
Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, and Brian, and let's get back to the drive hotline presented by Skybar. And Jerry is next. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. Um, Hamley Haskell played in the state championship early the, today in Jacksonville. Oh, I didn't see uh, the score. Uh, they were playing Cherokee County, I believe. Uh, I, we can I, we can uh, effort that. Yeah, I was curious how they did. We'll see if we can find an update for you before the end of the show on that, Jerry. All right. It, you know, the coach at Hanley is uh, Courtney Strain Screws. Uh, Coach Strain's daughter, and he's her assistant. Hmm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Courtney Strain set the record for most points scored in Alabama high school history. Appreciate it, Jerry. Great stuff, as always. Three three four three two one. 1390, the uh, number to dial. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can get a, a Hanley score there from uh, from uh, for, for our buddy Jerry. There is a, well, we've had what Mitch texted in uh, about the Daytona 500 uh, being uh, being going. You know, they they pushed yep. it pushed it to uh, pushed it to Monday because of weather yesterday. It's going on uh, right now. Uh, what, what is the? I want to see if I can I can find you an update on the uh, on, on the race as it's been going on for. Yeah, well, see if see if effort that effort that one too, uh, be the uh, with, with the with, with the show going on. But yeah, Daytona's Daytona's going on at the moment, and uh, yeah, I'm looking to see if I can get a uh, let me see if I can get a race a race update here for the uh, before the show's over. Let's get back to the uh, drive hotline, and TP is next. Hey, TP. Hey, War Eagle guys, good show. Thanks a lot. Um, the game. Uh, when you look at the games uh, Saturday night, uh, it was disappointing. But I think uh, we've all started believing and buying into that Neville Arena is some kind of magical place for us. And then the crowd was into it, and, it, and the players were into it. But when you look at uh, Kentucky's players, if you evaluated them without orange and blue glasses on, Almost every one of their players are better than ours. Not that our players aren't good. It's just all those players are just a little bit step higher. And so I think we were having, uh, we were going to have a hard time. And Kentucky looked at Neville Arena and said, hey, we like these rims. These are great rims. This is a good shooting gym. So I think part of it is that uh, with game day there and all the hype and us killing, uh, Killing team Wednesday night, uh, South Carolina. You know we were be- uh, believing some of our own press clips. I think there might have been some of that. I'm not sure. I mean, I, it's it's tempting to look at motivation or emotion as a reason why Auburn wasn't at their best Saturday. And I think that's you know it's entirely possible that that in a, another matchup with with Kentucky, you know Auburn Auburn offers up a, a, a better fight. There was I mean people would point out. In 19, even though that game was at Rupp, but Kentucky demolished Auburn in By 19, 30, yeah. and, then, and then Auburn saw that team again in the NCAA tournament and, and, them. and beat them in right. the uh, in, in, in route to the the Final Four. So I, I think there's, you know, it's, it's we'll see uh, if 
if uh, if Auburn you know needed a reality check you know or Auburn needed to uh, uh, to, to to be you know to, to get get a reminder uh, that the rest of the league is really close to them and if that's what happened Saturday night I also I'm just really reluctant to take credit away from Kentucky because they especially oh, after I'm, I'm, especially after a season where they haven't played their best basketball all season long they were outstanding Saturday night and had well, I, had all the right moves. Yes, I, I mean, I think Kentucky was a better team, played a better game, of course. And it's not – I don't. I wasn't saying that they weren't motivated, but because they played hard the whole game. The defense was still there at the very end of the game. And if Jalen had hit that dunk and not hurt his leg, I mean, it was about time for things to change. But with him getting injured and not scoring uh, – it really, you know, ended up taking the air out of our our sails, I think. But all in all, um, our guards, um, they're young. I mean, we got a freshman and a sophomore playing uh, at, in positions. And if you look at really good teams, now Shepard, I mean, now he's a freshman. Too, yeah, he is. And, and I'm wondering if Aiden at some point will – back off a little bit from those three-point shots and goes, you know, I can shake this guy and get a 15-foot shot at the elbow. Or I can get into the middle here and hit this shot every time. And I think Kentucky, uh, they scored more twos than they did, of course. Yeah, they did. They took a lot fewer threes. As a matter of fact, um, you know, 30 minutes into the ballgame, Auburn shot twice as many threes as Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, they, they, they never gave up, and uh, it was uh, they, the defensive effort was there the whole game. And I'm very excited to see what Pearl's going to do because you know he's going to come up with something that's going to be – will work for us and will be unique. And we're teams we're starting to dial us in on how to shut down uh, Jalen and Janai. Now they're going to have to go, oh, wait, he's come up with something else. So anyway – it's uh, it, it was hard to watch, but they didn't give up, and uh, they actually we I mean we kept it close enough that if we had gone on an, enough of a run, I think we could have made it more of a game. But losing yeah, just was, just couldn't ever cut it under five. Got it to five in each half. Hey, great stuff, TP. We've got to get to our top of the hour break. Specter, Yellowhammer, hang on, guys, if you would. Um, we've got to get to the top of the hour break and halfway done. We do have that update. Uh, Handley lost Man. 49-48. Uh, buzzer beater would not go. Would have won it for uh, for Handley. And, and Courtney is the all-time leading scorer still in Alabama girls basketball. 52-93, the number she's got there in, uh, in points scored. All right, we're right back with hour number two of the Monday Drive. Chandler here from University Ace Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Monday Drive. Hope everybody doing well on a beautiful Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews here in the studio. Drew once again at the controls. And we'd love for you to join us here in the second hour of the show, which is brought to you by 
The good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. You can join us by calling the Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar, that number, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts. Go to your favorite podcasting platform and search for The Drive with Bill Cameron, or go to ESPNAU.com and use the podcast center. ESPNAU.com is also how you can listen to the show live if you're not in the ESPN 106.7 listening area. Just go to ESPNAU.com, click that big Listen Live button. Uh, but that's all presented uh the podcasts are all presented by southeastern industrial contractors and let's get to the drive hotline sponsored by skybar and specter is up first hey specter logano just got passed in the uh in the for, for the lead specter negative are you watching it live yeah we got we got it on the we got it on the tv in here on uh on, on fox daytona 500 action uh here on uh on, on the on the monday well, my streaming de- well my streaming device must be Behind. Usually, it's a little slower. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe the live broadcast has you beat, but it's um, it the the. Well, are, yeah. are you showing two lines of Logano on the outside? Yes, and Logano just got uh, it's Truex. Uh, who's this other fellow? Gilland. Oh, okay, okay, Gilliland. okay. I, yeah. I know they jockey back and forth. Uh, stage one, the Chevrolets won stage one. I mean, there was like four or five of them in a row. Yeah, we're like twenty-eight laps into stage two. Yes. With 65 laps to go. Yeah, I see Logano now is, is behind another Ford. But the Toyotas are on the inside lane. And uh, it's like the Fords are really strong in Daytona, I tell you that. Even though the Chevrolets won stage one. But in, in the middle of the race here, we're talking about. It's, it's a shame. Like we were saying, it's a shame that they couldn't run the race on Sunday because, you know, it's probably. The crowd's a little bit uh, muted compared to what it would have been, although it still seems like there are some folks there uh, who stuck stuck around for the uh, the race the next day. Looks like a beautiful evening there in Daytona, yeah, though. Is. Sunset, just sort of uh, – when's, when's the sun going down in Daytona, Bill? Probably in the next 10, 15 minutes maybe? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, up it, on it, or? It'll, it'll probably be yeah within within a half an hour. Within a half an hour or so, but looks like a uh, – yeah, it looks like great weather, and, uh, and and they should be able to get this, uh, get this race in on Fox. Yeah, that's right. Your driver's number eight, where now he just slipped to number nine. But, uh, yeah, the Fords are running strong right now. Yeah, see, uh, uh, yeah, Wall- Wallace, in the, Wallace in the top uh, ten, and it's uh, Logano and, and Gillian and, uh, and Truex uh, there at the, uh, you know, competing for the front right now. I like Truex, you know, I like Truex Jr., too. A good, good racer. Yeah, those Toyotas, they're going to stick together. All right, well, that's the update so far, guys. Enjoy it. All right, Spectre, is that right. it? Absolutely no. Great great stuff, Spectre, and enjoy the enjoy the rest of the race. 334-321-1390, and let's get back to the phone and Yellowhammer. Hey, Yellowhammer, thanks for hanging on. Oh, no problem. Uh, so, uh, I, I want to be sure I got this right, but I was listening to the show, and it seems like earlier on you were indicating that there was uh, enough time going by to where other teams could look at our offense and figure out, well, we know how to block their strengths and exploit their weaknesses, and then we lose Jalen Williams, and so we're kind of at a position where we don't have to reinvent the wheel, but we've got to do some pretty significant adjustments. Oh, yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, Janai Broom right now is the only proven, um, you know, big guy 
that yeah. team that teams have to be concerned with. That's why I was saying Cheney Johnson really has to step up or something has to be done because Janai, you're seeing him being double teamed more and more, and you know that's going to happen now yep. uh, until Auburn can show that that you know they can adjust to that. How long is uh, uh, Jalen Williams prod? Well, I mean, we haven't heard anything officially, but if it's not, you know, if it's something that uh, does not require surgery, that sounds like that's generally a two to three week type thing, which is going to be most of the regular season. I'm going to guess not the regular season. Yeah, and and it's all speculation, and and I don't know. And it's 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 great to hear, you know, that see, see the message on social media yesterday that, that he's you know he's he's going to be all right. That it's not uh, as not as serious yeah. as had been feared. I, I still think they will take it very easy with him the rest of the regular season, with the yep. hope with the hope that they can let the you know that they they could be less restrictive in the SEC tournament and the NCAA's. So what do we do we, uh, right now until we get him back? Do we just sort of uh, try to slow things down? <laughs> I think what? there's more minutes coming for Chris Moore and Chaney Johnson, depending on what Bruce wants to do and how those guys take to the role of, of playing the four. Yeah, what, Chad um, Baker's going to get more minutes too. Yeah, well, what he said the other day was Leor is going to get more minutes because he goes from 11 to 10, and then Chaney and, and uh, Chris get more of the minutes there at the four. Yeah. Okay, it's just a step over here. That's your new place. I wonder. I wonder how many more minutes they want to give Chad Baker Mazzara because he's already playing twenty-five to thirty. You know, in in conference play. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder if. I mean, maybe they'll. It, it seems well, like if, it, it seems like it could more impact Chris Moore, well, Chris Jamie gonna, Johnson. Chris is going to play more four. That that leaves Chad at the three, right? Right, yes. and, and he is pretty much well. That I guess. I guess and Leor. Leor is the other three. Then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So who we play next? Georgia this coming Saturday. Oh, okay. They they don't play a game during the during the week this week. It's the perfect time for oh, an off week, right? Over there. Yes. Yeah. The next okay. two games are on the road. We're at Georgia and then at Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Well, it should be interesting. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate the call, Yellhammer. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Yeah. And you look right now. All right. Alabama is. Uh, what eleven two and two? Losses. Yeah, two losses. All Ten year. and two or eleven and two, and then, um, you know, Auburn. Auburn is two games back, tied with South Carolina, which they have the tiebreaker over. But then they're just a half game ahead, and Kentucky and Florida will get caught up this week while Auburn gets the midweek right. off. And so all those teams: Auburn, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Georgia. Have four losses. Tennessee's yep. nine and three. Alabama's yep. ten and two, yep. and then um, Auburn's nine and four. South Carolina's nine and four, and then Kentucky and Florida are eight right. and four. And I think you can probably count on Alabama and Tennessee finishing the top top four. Yes, right? yeah, I think so. And I, I think that's pretty safe that they'll finish yeah. in the top four. Yeah, and then so it's a battle for those other four teams or other three teams. Uh, or no, four teams to finish you know, for those other if, two spots. If Bama loses one. The rest of the way, I suspect they will oh, be the, sitting at fifteen and three, as and have the their only, third SEC title in the last four years. And have Nate Oates will be the third. Yeah, Nate Oates yeah. will have won the regular season title for the third time as Alabama and, head and coach. And you know, you know, I mean, really, I, it d- doesn't mean you have to like him or anything, but obviously the guy can coach because look at the talent that they lost, and he lost his whole assistant staff last year. Yeah. Do you think there's any? Mm. I, 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 I am, I am. I'm really surprised that they have been as good as they are yeah. this year. Could Ohio State 
make a run in them? I th- I think I-, I told Doug this earlier today. Uh, you know, Louisville's talking about him. I don't see him leaving Alabama for Louisville. But a Big Ten school, a Big Ten school that has the potential to win it all, absolutely they could make a run at NATO. And people of Michigan people, State. People have looked at Michigan as a nat- – and Michigan might make a change this offseason as that well. That is not, true. Not going great for Juwan Howard. Michigan, nope. Michigan is a place people have linked – uh, to Nate Oates throughout his college basketball career, there's the belief that had because John uh, Beeline took the NBA job, right? And, and that mm-hmm. was I think I, I think that was months after Nate Oates had left Buffalo for Alabama, and people had said, you know, if Nate Oates had turned down Alabama and stayed at Buffalo, he would have been the lead the lead candidate to replace Beeline at Michigan some uh, a couple of years ago. Instead, Michigan went with Juwan Howard. It hasn't. I think it's been up and down. It's it's more down than up this year. Uh, they might make a change. I do. And look, I'm not someone who thinks that you know Nate Oates is itching to leave Alabama. I do wonder if Michigan or Ohio State those could... those schools have more of of what he's looking for. I mean, they've got you know Alabama's still talking about well, maybe they'll be able to come up with the money to come up with a new arena. Uh, did, did but yeah, that's not the situation there. At a couple of big people 10 have schools. looked. People have looked at Ohio State. And thought for for two decades now between Thad Mata and and Chris Holtzman, it's like they're a they're a year and a and a player or two in the right. right recruiting class away from being a perennial problem. And they played for the national championship, you know, against the Florida Gators a uh, year and a half, you know, to ten and a half years ago with with uh, a decade and a half ago with with uh, with Billy Donovan. Uh, but it's uh, no, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm. I'm guessing Alabama's 15 and three, maybe 14 and four. 14 and four opens the door up for other teams in this league if, if they can if they can finish strong. Tennessee, uh, I believe Kentucky only has four losses, right? Kentucky is eight and four. If Kentucky, Florida yeah, is eight and four. Florida's eight and four. Those are all teams with Bama on the schedule uh, that would love to uh, l- love to, well, to get themselves well, back into the race. So, so who is Auburn pulling for Wednesday night? Florida at Alabama. I think you want another loss. I, mean, for, I think you want another loss for Bama. That, you, you want know, another loss for Bama. Then you got Florida that has now got your tiebreaker. No, the same record. And you got want a tie Florida breaker. lose. I mean, that's what I mean. Uh, when you look at it, uh, I mean, do you really think Auburn? You really think Auburn's got a shot to win the SEC regular season? I don't know. I do not. But I think if, so I think I want to make sure I'm in the top four. See, the way to get in the top four is somebody better need to bump. Yep. Somebody I, needs to bump Florida. I get that. As long as I'm in the hunt for the title, I want the move that best gives me the chance to win that title. And I think a Bama loss drops them closer to the rest of the pack. Auburn better figure a way to win in Knoxville. Bama, yes. Auburn yeah. also has to. No, that's, and that's something. If you're talking about the regular season title, the loss to Kentucky makes the Tennessee game a must-win. Yeah, they got to win way, both games next week. Yes, they got to win at Georgia and at Tennessee. Yeah, and, and I think that if if you had beaten Kentucky on Saturday, there was a path to the SEC. Sure there was. There it, was a path. That could to include the, a loss to, 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 in Knoxville. Now no. there's probably not. No. Now there's – I mean, I don't think 13-5 and five will win you the SEC regular nah, season. No, no, no I, way. I, I mean, Bama would need to collapse. Well, for, th- for this, this is a huge week for Alabama. They've got Florida at home – Wednesday, and then they're in Lexington yeah. on Saturday. Now, you know what? Give me an zero and two week by Bama this week, and thirteen and five becomes more realistic as your SEC champion. Thirteen and five could be enough. Give you an zero and two week this week, and if Auburn doesn't go, if Auburn doesn't beat Tennessee and Lexington, be they're behind both Kentucky and Auburn's Florida. Auburn's not going to beat Tennessee in Lex in uh, in Knoxville, most likely, right? 
Probably, I mean, probably not. Right. I mean, it's the hardest, crazier things have happened. It this, was, it was the when when conference play started, the road game in Knoxville looked like yeah. the hardest game of the season. Yes. It still, it still does. Yeah, and um, to me, that top four in the SEC is really important. It gives I agree. That double buy. I agree. It helps you with NCAA seating. It just makes your whole life a mm-hmm. lot easier preparing for that March run. Although you might need a win. Uh, in the SEC tournament, uh, if you don't get that double buy, the five seed. No, has that's a chance, right. I mean, the five seed or the you six don't, seed has a, has a chance to improve their resume with a. Now, now, when you're getting uh, outside the. I well, just, I tell you what, it, it Auburn, Auburn, Auburn's a long. Auburn, I think Auburn's a long way from needing a win in the right. SEC no, 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 tournament. No, 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 no. Need like if you're talking about improving, improving your 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 seeding. Like, Auburn's, Auburn's you know, nowhere does, near does, the bubble. It, it Auburn's doesn't seem like seeding in the in the in the NCAA is affected much at all by the conference. You know, there's a belief. There's a belief that the conference tournaments shouldn't. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of people think it. Billis sort has of, been been a yeah, big proponent of that. He's he's a believer that your tournament resume, your tournament resume should not be impacted by the conference tournaments because that gives. I, I sort major of agree. Com- I yeah. think the only thing that should be affected is if a team that wasn't going to get in wins the tournament. Yeah. It, other than other than winning the automatic qualifier yep. bid, but an at large your at large uh, profile should not change based on wins or losses in the conference tournament because that would give major conference teams that get to play each other again a leg up on mid-majors who don't get to play tournament teams in the uh, in the conference tournament. I, I sort of understand where he's coming from, although it does seem like every decision now with regards to the postseason and the NCAAs is, is to help more major conference teams get in and, and sort of extend you know, more life rafts to the, to the bigger names. And, and I get that. They're trying to present the most palatable television product, and so they want the biggest, most recognizable names. I like seeing Cinderella's and mid-majors and you know, t- schools I've never heard of before, but I don't know if everybody is 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 itching for you know th- those kind of moments in the uh, in, in the tournament. So they, you know, but but it's uh, no, I, I think Auburn. If it it pro- look Saturday was a very damaging loss. It was for Auburn's regular season title hopes. It is it over? No, uh, but it makes Tennessee a must-win. No, game. it ain't like, over till it's over. Right. Need, like I think that if you if Auburn if Auburn is sitting with four losses after the Tennessee game, this thing is still prob- this thing's yeah. probably back in it. But yeah. it makes but it makes Un- unless Alabama sweeps right. this week. Then if Alabama if, if Auburn's still two games back of Alabama with three games to go, it's going to be it's, tough. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Bama has Bama has two two games yeah. with what they got Florida and Ole Miss this week. Is that right? Florida and Kentucky this okay. week. Bama still has a road game in Oxford. Yes, they do. Uh, and they still and have, got a road game in, in Gainesville. And they still have to go to Gainesville. So I mean, there are losable games on the schedule. But if they win, if, if they if they beat Florida and Kentucky this week, you think they're just going to lose there at the end? All of a sudden? No, I think they're probably <laughs> they're probably going to win the SEC. And you yeah. know what? And they probably should. Yeah. If they would, if they do if that, they you're right. Two games this week, they probably should. All right, we'll get to our first break of hour number two. Come on in and join us, 334-321-1390, or you can text us, 334-564-1840. And if Kentucky uh, wins against Alabama a week after winning at Auburn, suddenly, I mean, well, that, had, that one's in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky beats Alabama a week after winning oh, yeah. at Auburn. That is a team that people had left. Shut up a lot of the, the, the noise that we heard before Saturday. Yeah, people had people had all but left that team for dead. Right. And now they're saying, well, we just beat two of the top ten in the Ken Palm and we seemingly yep. and we seemingly get better every time we take the floor and they look like a team that people might Hey, that's what it's all about is getting getting good or getting uh, getting better at the right time. That's that's what it's all about. All right, we're right back. Come on in and join us. 
here on the Monday Drive. Hey, this is Kevin Tucker. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian, got Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in anything you want to talk about sports-wise. Doesn't have to be just about basketball, which has obviously dominated most of the conversation today. A couple of shout-outs. Shout-out to Jordan Hill, uh, former Auburn I'm sure he's listening online today. Yeah, Jordan Hill. I think Jordan Hill is going to be on the Observer podcast. Uh, this week to talk about Auburn, Georgia on Saturday. And his honeymoon. And his honeymoon <laughs> and going to the wrestling show with us that we're trying to get him trying to drag him back to uh, uh, to, uh, to to Duluth for another wrestling show. So yeah, uh, happy uh, nuptials. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations uh, to Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Jordan Hill. Uh, exciting news there. And I want to one more time shout out to Vic from Hungry Howie's for donating the shipment of pizzas that we were able to deliver uh, to hungry kids there at the uh, at, at outside of Neville Arena on Friday afternoon during the uh, during the show. Yeah, and and it was not. I mean, one of the things that Bruce had talked about uh, before the game was he was a little concerned that the uh, that the students might lose a little energy. I I didn't see I didn't see any drop off in in the uh, in the home crowd Saturday, especially down in the jungle. No, I thought the the crowd, the environment was amazing. Yep. Um, when man. they had when they had something to cheer, they yeah. They, yeah. they cheered. I mean, it was, well, it was it was plenty. It was plenty electric yeah. pregame and and you know starting just waiting. Everybody was just waiting. Wait for that run for, the, for that run, and Never Auburn came. just Auburn just Auburn Never just came. couldn't get it. Nope. Um, but but shouts to Vic from Hungry Oh Alley's yeah, for absolutely. Helping us with that with that, uh, it was a a cool thing and uh, a picture that's gone. Uh, kind of viral of uh, of us uh, dishing out the pizza, so uh, yeah, excited to uh, uh, that was that was, a, that was a fun thing, and and we really appreciate Hungry Howie's for partnering with us on that one. Speaking of uh, good crowds, and I'm I'm sure that uh, part of the um the, the the crowds that were there camping out had something to do with it, but great opening night crowd for baseball, yeah. and then. I thought I thought good attendance throughout the weekend, but man, uh, it was a, it was a it was just uh, great looking out there seeing the the new back forty full. Uh, I, I thought there might have been a seat or two that wasn't taken down in the Hall of Fame club, but by the second inning, and every one of those things was yeah, filled as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I really like man. I think that's cool. It does not look like an addition. I mean, the way the brickwork and everything is put in there. If, I mean, you'd have to know the way Plainsman Park used to be configured to realize, oh, that's that's something a little different. Well, they took a, a lot of space that was really unused, and they put it to, I think, great use, and they and they did it de- and designed it in a way that I think is very appealing. I, I yeah. think um, the Hall of Fame Club is going to be very popular. Um, you could see it already. Um, with the amount of people that were out there in those, those seats and behind them. And oh, the man, all area. the folks that were standing at the yep. drink rail or the, the, the yeah. counter, whatever, behind the, the two rows of seats. And, you know, it's, if, you, if you are a family with kids, right, it's great because if it's a really hot day or a really cold day, yeah, you can they take can it go back in there. and, and temperature-controlled, yeah, right? Absolutely. And there's 
all these areas now underneath the stands where they've got um, TVs, couches, drinks, snacks, where you can just take them there. They can chill out for a little bit. You know, it's just. Yeah, and Dan, we, we got a tour of that. Oh, yeah? The other, yeah, we got a tour of the Hall of Fame Club the other day. And, uh, uh, I mean, a couple of the things. And I was telling you, you, you were talking about uh, your dad getting uh, getting some tickets. Um and he said he's got Tiger Terrace tickets. Well, you can get add-ons to the Hall of Fame Club, and you look at the uh, the just the normal cost of getting things. Uh, get yourself a uh, say a Koneka dog and a uh, and a pretzel and a drink. Um, you've pretty much about covered the cost hmm. of the Tiger uh, of the Hall of Fame Club add-on, Ooh. which has. Everything except the alcoholic beverages is free. I mean, they have snacks included, yeah. and food. Yeah, it's included yeah. in that. And you've got the uh, the climate controlled. And uh, as when you get an add-on, uh, you you can you can either stay inside there at the the uh, Frank's Speakeasy, if you will, mm-hmm. or the the bigger club area, or you can come in and stand behind the seats. And they said that uh, they will be uh, they're, they'll be getting to uh, a point where if the seats aren't used by the third inning, you can move down from the rails and oh, sit well, in those okay. seats right behind although home the, plate. Although the seats from the rails are probably, the, the view from the rails. Oh, the view from the rail is great. Yeah, the view from the rails. And it's got a, it's too. got a standing. You know, it's, it's got the bar where you can prop one one foot up as well. Yeah. But I mean, no, it, it is it is so uh, it is so cool. I know that uh, younger son, uh, it's a Matt and Ariel, have got uh, Hall of Fame club tickets for tomorrow night against UAB. That's why I won't be at the ball game tomorrow night. It's uh, grand grandparent time, nice. you know, which is great. I mean, yeah. she she's not she, she's almost two, so she's great. Uh, Kennedy is, but yeah, Matt and Ariel are going to sit in the Hall of Fame club seats tomorrow night. But I would, yeah, I would encourage your your dad to uh, check in and see if there are any of the Hall of Fame add-ons available that does not that so that does not get you in the game you need but once you already have access to the game you can get those add-ons and be able to then come down and spend as much time as you'd like down in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think, I think he's doing some research on it. He's, he's going to try to check out uh, the Air Force game in, in a couple of weeks. As, oh, that as, makes as, sense. As, as an alumni of the academy, an alumnus of alumnus. the academy. Yes. Uh, he's, uh, he's, well, he's going with alumni. He has multiple degrees. He's, well, no, you're he's, still an alumnus. He's, he's going with alumni okay. from, from the academy. So there would be an alumni group. Yeah, well, I, don't, I think it's fairly informal. There's a couple of buddies you know, who, who happen to go to the Air Force Academy, but they're, uh, they're, they're going to go check this out. They're, uh, and, and I think uh, at least... Well, I mean, my dad's a season ticket holder for football, and I think a couple of a couple others yeah. are, are also, uh, you know, they're, they're big Auburn fans. So, should be a good time. I, I imagine, uh, yeah, you could get you could get some Air Force guys from around the area who decide to to check out that game at at Plains midweek. I think that's two weeks from two weeks from tomorrow is two games with the Air Force Academy at, at Plainsman Park. You know, a, a Wednesday or no, it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday Thursday. So two weeks from no, it's going to be Tuesday Wednesday. They don't play any Thursday. Games. Oh, it is Tuesday. Wednesday. You're right. It is Tuesday. Wednesday. Except for when they've got conference Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I've got, I've got the. It's the, it's the Tuesday before I head to, uh, to, to Pensacola with the, uh, with the team for the, for, for, for media for the. Oh, and, the conference and, tournament. And and reminder, uh, I may not be here next week. For At the all, first, that's right. For the first time ever, Brian. Wow. First, first time ever. I've talked about this a couple of times in the past because I always wondered, is it because I am in the media or something. 
I had never gotten a jury duty How about that? notice. Never. Have you? Uh, yeah. Couple okay. Of, yeah. My wife used to seem like, it would seem like once a year she'd get called to jury duty. I'd never gotten one. I got one just before I retired. And I was supposed to go in January, and I said, I can't go this month because it's my last month of working. So they said, well, then you're coming in February, <laughs> and it is next week. So I've got uh, – I have – Maybe I have jury duty next week. I mean, I, I don't know. Drew, you've been, you, you guys have been called. Do you, I mean, is there a possibility they could, I could go in there Monday and they tell me, well, we don't need you? I mean, so, I mean, so maybe that's, that's a possibility. I, I don't know. I, it's been a while. Uh, I, I served uh, as an alternate on a jury in Los Angeles, uh, and they, they said you needed to be ready. Like they could call you in any day. And if you, by the end of the week, if you weren't called, uh, you got to go home, and that was yeah, your week okay, of jury well, duty. Okay. Like, well, if, I went, I would just, they just told me I was there all week. Okay. Well, that's what they've told me. They told me it's going to be eight to five, but you Monday be, through Friday. But here's the thing: you could be picked for a jury on Monday, and then that thing could proceed very quickly, and then you could go home. Oh, okay. Done. Oh, so if I'm so if I'm selected, yes, then I might not. Yes, have if you're to do selected, or if you're dismissed, right? If you're brought in, and then they decide, all right, we don't need you, you can leave. Like it's it's you're waiting until Friday to be. I think the way they do it now, I could be 100 percent wrong. I think the way they do it is you wait until Friday to be selected for a jury. If you're not selected by Friday, you're done. If you're selected between now and Friday, then that could you. Then could, I, you're there for the length of that or, of that case, or you're or you're dismissed from the jury pool, and then you're done. Okay. If you get well, I guess I'll find out. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've you know, I've, it, I just thought it was odd that I mean I've been here, been registered, and everything, and never been selected and then I'm about to retire and bam here it is okay so so we will see hey we just got word oh that we have we've been talking baseball um we have two pairs of tickets for tomorrow night's Auburn UAB baseball game uh so here's what we're going to do uh our first caller is going to get a pair of tickets first caller that wants a pair of tickets for tomorrow night's Auburn UAB game we we'll get in we're going to let anybody else that would like tickets for tomorrow night's game, you'll be in a drawing. So if you're second, you've still got a chance. But our first caller that would like tickets to the Auburn UAB game, 6 o'clock, first pitch tomorrow night from uh, Plainsman Park, uh, just give us a call, 334-321-1390. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, so we're going to get now. to our bottom-of-the-hour yes. break. So call in. And uh, we'll give the first person a pair of tickets. If you're not the first caller, you still have a chance. We'll draw for a winner before the end of the show. We're right back for the final half hour here on the Monday Drive. Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. Final 20 minutes or so, and let's get back to the Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar, and Mitch is next. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Uh, I got a comment, a, a suggestion, and a quick uh, shout-out. Uh, comment, um, I think, Bill, didn't you say that uh, baseball and basketball in high school inside a football camp are like in the summertime 
Maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there is a an early signing period which comes before, yeah, before the season. It's like a November signing period. Okay. 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 And and well, I mean, you know, my first thought was, you know, that they might opt out of their senior season. Well, I mean, my first thought was, well, you know, baseball and football, uh, well, basketball could change sometimes, but basketball and baseball are quite. That's exactly right. Yeah, we were talking about that, you know, off the air. It's it's easier. You 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 see, all star uh, or travel or whatever uh, gives gives those sports a little more opportunity for those guys to to be showcased and to keep playing. Football doesn't really. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is the downside. But uh, now, now, with this, uh, uh, you guys, you know, be. Assistant coaches now, and, and people trying to get to the NFL because it's like twenty four seven three sixty five with uh, with uh, college coaches. Well, uh, you know, Bill, you just retired, and uh, I think we need to come up with uh, uh, need to look and find out all the dates when the portal opens. You know, not when a coach leaves, but the normal time and and recruiting downtime. You know, dead periods, all that stuff, and. We need to come up with a camera. Yeah, I think I think yeah. we lost Mitch. I, I, Mitch, I was, we were str- I was I was losing it there at the end. I, I wasn't really... sure if those were my headphones or if that was Mitch. Mitch, yeah, we were struggling I, with your. I cell don't think signal. it was our headphones that time. We were struggling to understand you. Please call us back. Yeah, man. Hopefully, he'll get into a better uh, use a landline, better Mitch. reception area. Landline. Uh, does anybody who has landlines? Well, we days? need we need we have them here in the studio. Yeah, we have but, one. I mean, but I mean that's that's a little different. Uh, there, there aren't many of those. There aren't many of those left around. Although it's crazy, my neighborhood. Uh, I guess they were just marking everything. We got a bunch of orange flags and lines mm, yeah, all up and do. down in the neighborhood yeah. where the uh, where the telephone and, where the yeah. telephone lines are laid. Who uses Who, those? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Who uses those? And they're not they're not the fiber lines right. that you could get you know internet on. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I, I, what's the purpose of those? Mm. I, I don't know. All right, sorry about that, Mitch. Pre- appreciate get, it, Mitch. Love hearing from you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he was headed with that. About uh, he wanted you to come up with a plan uh, of well, like when when uh, dates and now that you have time on your hands, that was where he was going. I already already have an idea of what the dates are. The dates are all the time that they're having to do that. No, what what should they be? Oh oh, well I agree. I I, I agree with Brian. I mean, I've been saying this forever that there ought to be. You know, find find an early signing period for football, which is preseason. Right. That's basically what the early signing period should be. It's you should have a preseason and a postseason yep. signing in every sport, signing window in every sport. Yeah. Right now, the the crazy thing is, they're, they're both postseason in football for high school and junior college. It's going to be right after their season ends in December and then again in February. And it makes no sense that the one in February lasts so long when there are hardly any players left to even sign during that right. extended period. Right. It's, it's, it's really become a, a non-event, right? Yeah. It, it really has. Everybody and, should just yeah. be able to sign early and then if you want to sign after that, sign whatever. And I think it's a, maybe a bigger deal for some of the smaller schools. That aren't able to sign all their guys early sure. sometimes, but still, you know. But why not? Why yeah. not just have here is you can start signing on this date, yeah, and then 
Have Whenever. it open. Yeah, have it open from. But you can't sign before that date. Right. Just do it something like that. Have it open from the first week of July all the way sure. to February, whatever. Right. Yeah. And that that way, that way, if if a school is the first on this player and they're really on him and the kid really likes it, he can sign with them. And you know what? Now with the transfer portal, that no biggie. Right. You leave after a year anyway. Yeah. Three three four three two one thirteen nine. Let's see if we got a little better connection with Mitch. Mitch, you back? Yeah, I'm here. Oh I'm here man, that sound that is so much better. That's what that's what it sounded like there at the end. Yeah, I was, was the really, old, uh, like a, really like struggling, a, like a drive-through window, like you know, crack, yeah. crackling or, like or, a. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, I was I was kind of trying to make a little joke there, but but I was actually serious. But you know, the Cameron plan. You know, we had the Marshall plan that <clears throat> that rebuilt Europe. We need the Cameron plan to rebuild college football. When it comes to recruiting, portal. Uh, I'll tell you what, when it comes to portal and NIL, uh, that's way above my pay grade. <laughs> now, if they want to they yeah. they pay me a whole lot, I, yeah. I, could, I could work on it really well, seriously. Well, I think the NIL era is going to be about a four- or five-year era, and then it's going to come to an end. Yeah, so. that it's going to be the employee period. Yes. Or yes. whatever they come up with. Yeah, it, I think, right? it's, I think yeah. it's gonna, that's what I it's going to be. Okay, well, uh, my, like I said, my suggestion with you, now that you're retired, like I am, even though I had to take a second job. Uh, but uh, Well, what do you think this is? <laughs> oh, well, oh, really? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, man. well, I know. You're, you're right. If you looked at my paycheck, you'd go, no, that's, that's not a job. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I just thought, you know, the way – you know, you could maybe figure out windows and when people can sign and when they can go in the portal. And, and I didn't, you know, Mitch, I didn't really like that. Come on, like this isn't a job. What do you mean? What is that? What is that? What is that, Mitch? You guys talking on the radio and talking about sports? Yeah, okay, it's it's a job. Okay, all right. It's I not just a job; it. it's an adventure. Wait, it's no, no, that's already been used. It's really feel like a job right now, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, hey 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 i love you guys but uh last thing uh i mean he's not a big sports guy and he doesn't listen he lives in oklahoma but today is my uh oldest son's 28th birthday jake oh, happy birthday jay or, jay or jake? jake 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 happy birthday jake yeah all right, guys. Warrior, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I just, I, stuff, I, just hope, I just hope Mitch doesn't tell him later. Well, you know, you didn't get a card for him. Well, I gave you a shout out. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you must have missed it. You only, you only he doesn't heard... listen. Just doesn't care about sports. You only heard every other syllable of it, but no, yeah. no. It's it, th- thanks. You know, and and Mitch did sound much better on the. Uh, on oh, the that second, that was that was much much better. Great, great hearing from you, Mitch, and happy birthday, Jake. Yep, three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Um, yeah, there are plenty of people that are trying to work on plans for those. You know, coaches would love love there to be some plans for some of these I, things. But, I, transfer but I portal. Coaches, I, I don't. I don't know what you're going to be able to do about yeah, what, the transfer what, portal. What coaches? I think what coaches. I think, really, it's, I think it's it's done. It's like Pandora's box. It's out. That's just the way it's going to be. I think the only thing that can happen with that is, and I agree. Right now with the courts, it's unlimited and they can't stop it. However, if players become employees, that's right. You sign contracts. You can sign multi-year right. contracts. They, they can unionize. They yes. can have their reps. Sure. The conferences or whoever is the governing body can have their reps. They can negotiate a contract or whatever, and maybe part of that negotiation from the school side can be to limit transfers in some way. Well, absolutely. I mean, if coaches have multi-year contracts that make it more difficult right. for them to. I mean, if you want to sign a player, if you've got a player 
that is that I mean you really want and you invest an awful lot. You that's exactly right. You right. invest an awful lot in them. You make it much more difficult for them yeah. to leave. It becomes a yeah. multi-year deal with terms right. on upon their leaving. If, if you want to go to Alabama, they're going to have to pay uh, four hundred thousand dollars buyout for you to come. But what it seems what it Something seems like, like coaches want right now is just they want to limit downsides because I think coaches even like the transfer portal because when you show up somewhere when you show up somewhere and your roster's depleted yeah you want to be able to to add yeah you love you not love just the, high schoolers you love the transfer and you love kids that that maybe were playing for uh you know they were on their fourth but if you put something years, like Brian said in there and you got the resources then hey who cares about the buyout yeah. I need that player and that's probably what it's going to take to cut down on roster turnover because I think absent some sort of massive restructuring of college yeah. football, including the designation of, of athletes as employees. Absent that, I think you're looking at a situation where you're going to see in football, and I would say in pretty much every college sport, massive roster turnover every single year because kids don't want to sit and wait their turn to play. And I don't think coaches want a bunch of kids that are waiting their turn to play rather than being ready to play in the moment. So it sounds like there's a, there's a, just a lot of uh, I mean I'm, I'm looking at Auburn basketball. There I'm guessing multiple starters next year that are that aren't on this year's roster. I I'm, I'm thinking absolutely. I'm thinking you're absolutely right there, about there that. There are teams there transfer like I said it I said it earlier. Transfer portal is going to be huge Troy, for Auburn basketball. Yeah. Troy played a team last week in the Sun Belt that has five five new starters all of whom joined the team via the transfer portal in the offseason. I think we're going to see more Florida. I uh, mean about South Carolina. Yeah, Florida, South Carolina, Ole Miss. Like there are teams in the SEC right now that are very different than they were a year ago yep. or two years ago, largely because of the transfer portal, and and you know what, better than they were a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and so I, I think, uh, I mean, I get why coaches want to limit on some of this, but also it does seem like those same coaches when things get when things get dark, they they like having those options available to go uh, to go replenish their roster. All right, um, before we get to our final break. Uh, Drew, who was the winner of the first pair of tickets? Tanya. Tanya, congratulations. Way to go, Tanya. You're headed to see Auburn UAB right. tomorrow. I'll be there. Um, we had, we had an a added bonus. Uh, we had Brian a caller Mitch. immediately <laughs> after yeah. that, but, uh, but they and Mitch weren't interested in tickets. So we have one more pair of tickets. Tell you what we will do since we're getting close to the end. If you would like a pair of tickets for tomorrow's Auburn UAB game, just call in. As we get to our final break here this afternoon, First Caller is going to win our final pair of tickets for tomorrow night's 6 o'clock game over at Plainsman Park. We'll get to the final break of the afternoon. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive. Conservative Justice Series.